about to Gouda? Goodness gracious me. Hello, I'm Roger Heathers. Welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast, where my co-host Declan Kitchen and I Hello. each write a song in seven days and meet to discuss each other's songs that we recorded in a week. Um, and we talk about the chords, the lyrics, the influences, and the challenges of writing our weekly songs. This is episode 41. Hello, Declan Kitchener. What I just love is that you can hear in the rustle of the background of the paper that he's reading that scripted intro off. It's amazing. Hey, Hello. it's real, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's authentic, man. We don't edit it out. Yeah, I'm doing fantastically, thank you. How are you? I'm doing fantastically, too. We're uh, in sunny Somerset on a lovely October day. It's a day. gorgeous day, actually. It's very nice. Like, beautiful drive down. Like empty roads as well, apart from that one tractor. Like, which, you know, lovely drive. It's nice now because all the tourists are kind of wound down so the roads are clearer. Yeah, going going back to actually get on with their lives. The most ordinary conversation you have ever had. Yeah, like, uh, if we're not careful, this will stop being a music podcast. Um, yeah, talking of music, I hear that you've written some this week. Yes, I have. Um, got a new song written in seven days, and I actually wrote a little uh, sooner into the week uh, this week than last time. I thought you were going to say, I've written an intro, which I'm just going to read for you now. <laughs> Picture a barroom scene. Three characters, all worried. One of them, a dark man in an overcoat and a hat, worried about the secrets of the state. One of them, a young woman with nothing to lose and great ambition. Unaware of the toil she's going to be... Please stop me any time you like. Unaware of the toil that she's about to be entered in. The third one is just a fat man Can I just Kevin. say? <laughs> you can tell which one of us has been to theatre school. I, stu- I didn't go to theatre school. I went to Buxton Uni and I studied acting for three years. Oh, Buxton, eh? Very nice. Yeah, literally, bottom of the league tables. Look it up. <laughs> so, this is my new song. And it's called Ordinary Pain. And um, I'm at the point now I've, I've forgotten which weekly song this is for me. I, I'm going to count up at some point. But. I always have this thing where I look onto... Because uh, I actually do my demos on my phone, mm. and I number them correctly, but then I never look at the demo numbers before I record my new song. So there's a million <laughs> demos of me going, and this is weekly song 43. Uh, this is what it might sound like. Get to record it and uh, get to file it. And it's actually like weekly song 46 or something. I've done exactly the same thing. And uh, this run I've forgotten, but... Well, we, but anyway. we know exactly what number it is, because I know what song I am this week, and you're always seven ahead of me. So this is number 45 for me. So you're, you're on 52. 52? Damn. How long have I been doing this? Seven longer than I have. Uh, it was around the time we first met, actually, that you started, yeah. which we've recounted on the podcast several times. This is probably the longest preamble to between song of a uh, title of a song and actually playing the song. But uh, yeah, that would have been in 2016 sometime, wouldn't it? That's only two years ago. Exactly. Yeah. If you can hear any banging, by the way, um, there's some banging going on. <laughs> Try to plot it out as best you can. Um, anyway, I guess I should play my my tune, the old song I wrote. in time to you I'd falter at every line Mary at the 
table But just behind the smile Something is broken Never you mind the time If you need a helping hand You know where you can find your brother I'm sorry Times can be hard An ordinary pain can feel like violence I'm driving Staring at the sky And hoping you could feel my love more than the pain If I could get a bargain to start again, I wonder what I could amend. I know you made the journey away from me, but I am fully aware of what you are doing there. Well, if you need a helping hand, you know where you can find your brother. I My song this week, Ordinary Pain. That is quite a good one. Uh, I just want to go back to the beginning and everything, like mm -hmm. that little melody you were playing. That's really nicely constructed because you can sort of like picture the chords underneath it, like it's almost like an aura or illusion without them actually being there. It's just yeah. quite tricky to do like melody lines that sort of imply the chords underneath them. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Uh, also, one thing I really love about this one this week is it's. Um, it's kind of the way the chords are constructed. It's a little bit disorientating within the sections, but then you've got these really nice clear signposts to sort of drag you through the song and sort of like easily lead you into each section. So it's kind of this weird mix of um, like weird and unknowable, but at the same time, you sort of know exactly where you're going. Yeah, I... If that makes sense. Of course, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, before the podcast, we were talking about like how you want to use more chords in a song just to kind of like progress as a songwriter but I really wanted to tell you about this song because obviously I couldn't because it was pre-podcast yeah um but I was trying to say like you know sometimes you you've got to kind of walk that tightrope line between being using unusual chords in unusual places and also letting the melody be strong in itself pushing yourself to be creative and unusual but at the same time retaining like you said earlier retaining that sense of melody and the anyone can sing along factor exactly so I like the idea that people who don't know about you know, who don't play the guitar or whatever, they could listen to it and go, oh, that, you know... There's something I, I like going it. on there. Yeah. Well, just like, you know, something like that. But anyway, um, it was... I don't know. I, I kind of started by, like, okay, I've got, I've got to write a song this week. Let's see what I can come up with. And it's one of the, Again, I think this happened last week, too, where it was one of those nice ones where I picked up the guitar and I was like... And just playing around with that sort of shape, like an E major triad shape on the top three strings of the guitar... So that's like a D shape. Like, yeah, a D shape up to the, fourth, up on the on fourth fret. Yeah. So, um, 
I just accidentally played. I was like, I've never played that before. I was like, ooh, that's got a nice flavour to it. Yeah, it sort of like invites you in to sort of explore the rest of the song. Exactly. And you, you know, could almost imagine like and getting the rest of the instrumentation coming in at that point. That's a good point, actually. Um, but not what I did. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so I had that one, and it was one of those ones where I, once I heard that piece of the melody, or played that piece of the melody, I could kind of hear the rest, and I just had to kind of figure it out. So I was like... And I was like... Okay. I should point out that Roger hasn't decreased his ability. He's just playing a guitar with no fret markers on it at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm kind of recreating what I was trying to figure out at the time sort of thing. Um, so then I had that and I thought, well, that'll be a good vo uh, verse melody. So then I tried to figure out the chords that would sit underneath that well. I was like, if I could get a message in time to you. And I thought I like they moved pretty fast. Yeah. Just a quick um... note. I'm... So are you playing the D on that one as well? or just? Um, no, just, just the top three strings of the guitar. So essentially it's become a seventh with a with the root moving up one. It's basically a diminished. Yeah, basically a diminished chord. Um, in my mind I think of it sort of as F sharp diminished, so it's like a semitonal movement up from the E. So I got And that took me no exaggeration, like 30 or 40 minutes to figure out those few chords. Because like, I knew that my melody was, if I could get a message in time to you, I'd falter. I knew that would be the melody, but I was like, what fits that? Which is the same melody as your intro. Exactly, yeah. So, um, so I was thinking, it might be a little simpler, but but anyway. Um, so eventually I figured out, if I could get a message in time to you, I'd falter at every line. But instead of doing that, I go to the C, which I was like, again, kind of a semi-accident. When I played it, I was like, ooh, well, that's so cool, because it adds this different flavour to the song. Um, I faltered every line. Because most of it has been based in the key of E, mm. uh, at least the way you're playing it. Yeah, yeah. It's guitar tuned down a little bit. But um, that C there introduces a chord and a note, the well, two notes, the G and the C, which aren't in the E major scale. Exactly. And so that had kind of like a sci-fi melody type of thing, you know, the aliens are coming to Earth. And uh, so Contender I... for a title there. <laughs> so I had that and um, went back into that. So anyway, um, one of the bits you were saying about where it changes and there's kind of a signpost, um, I kind of wanted to chuck a real spanner in the works when I repeated that again so I could change my key into a different, to modulate into a different key. Um, so I go, Mary at the table, but just behind the smile, something is bro, which I've never done before. So I'm going from the fifth of a scale, flattening it, the whole chord I mean, and then making it minor. So it's just not something I would think to do, but I thought, how can I make that work? But Mary at the table just behind the smile, so that's, something is... So for people who uh, oh, yeah, don't know sure. your fist and everything, Forgot about the from the key in, if the key's in E, he's playing a B and going down to a B flat minor. Yes, thank you. I forget about these guys sometimes. You know I love you! Um, cut that out. <laughs> no, keep that in. <laughs> you were saying you wanted to keep a spanner in the work, so you went down to that. And then, uh, so how did that sort of influence the rest of the chord structure for that bit? 
Well, um, or like, how did that affect it? I should say. It's sort of like I, I knew what I want, where I wanted the melody to end on. Um, Mary at the table, which is something is broken. So I knew the broken would be on there, but where would I go with that? So I thought, take a diminished run up, but just in the root notes, and then make each of the minor. So it's broken, broken, but then try and change it so it had some more major feeling melody, for lack of a better term. So. Yeah. Just to remind myself so I can get the melody back in my head, I'm like Mary at the table but just behind the smile Something is broken Never you mind the time And now you're in B major, essentially You know, in terms of the way I'm thinking of it That's a clever little shift, that Because essentially yeah. what you've done is you've just gone back up to your root chord Has that as a minor at the end of that bit And then resolved to the B mm -hmm. Which is the fifth of uh, the E, so it feels like it fits there, but then that's your new centre of gravity, so that really works really well. So, yeah, I was I was fairly pleased with that shift, and then from then on, into the, from the bridge into the chorus, so obviously, if you need a helping hand, you know where you can find your brother, um, and then you're basically back into, into the B, and then I thought, what I want to do, instead of being, because I've been kind of wacky enough with the chords as is so far, so I thought I'd just have a really simple chorus that wasn't really lyrically um, all that strange either. So it's just kind of about trying to be a good brother to my siblings, basically. Ah. Um, so it's quite literal this week then? Quite literal. Trying to do a bit more literal than I have in the past. So um, one trick I, I quite like to do is playing your root and then taking the whole root down a semitone. So f from my perspective for the listeners, I'm going B, B flat, B. Um, and it just allows you to kind of like create this disjointed, cool, kind of cool sound, you know. And then I play. It sort of gets you a little bit of your old-fashioned flavour in there. Yeah. Or like classic singer-songwriter. I should stop saying old-fashioned. Yeah, yeah. It's got Randy Newman-esque sort of stuff. Like you could picture it being done on the piano quite nicely. Yes, exactly. Um, and. Uh... I feel like I'm so, waffling a little bit and kind of not getting the point with this. Dude, we were a music podcast. Our point is to waffle. Oh, yeah. Um, so I had that sort of thing going on. And then the tricky thing was at the end of the chorus to get from... Because obviously I, I resolved to essentially the, the B central gravity. But I need to get back to my... The old, you know... Which is in a different key, which is for me on this guitar in E major. So I was like, how can I do that? And it's kind of a clunky way of doing it. It's probably the worst connection of the song. When I resolve from to at the end of the chorus to the B, I just play a B diminished run. So I'm playing a B arpeggio on the lowest strings of the guitar, but then changing it to a diminished run. And then that allows you, just in my head, it kind of feels like, now that's a fifth rather than a tonic, rather than a root chord. Well, that's quite a clever way of doing it, as opposed to like having to journey around a load, load of chords, just sort of changing the chord into a diminished as you go up it and everything, and changing it back down. Mm. I mean, because, you know, a... <coughs> sorry. Sorry? Um, a seventh chord has such a close relationship with diminished chords, if you take away the root, that it's like, okay, well, that sort of makes sense. And then I can go back into if I could get a bargain to start again, I wonder. But it really sort of helps to sort of mentally reset that. 
Yes. It's a really effective tool for that. Yeah, so, I mean, like I say, it, it slows the whole song down, but it, I guess it kind of works, and it allows you to go back into that, that sort of, uh, the verse again. But um, aside from that, I mean, like, the second verse and the second bridge and chorus is essentially the same melody and structure, um, but obviously with different lyrics. Um, but yeah, that's basically the chordal way the song was written. Um, uh, I suppose I could talk about the lyrics. Like I say, the chorus is about sort of me being a good brother. I suppose you could say a good friend, that sort of thing. You know. You know. <laughs> Back in the Beatles, you know. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so lyrically, just about kind of... It's a much more of a straightforward song than I would normally write. It's like you can listen to it and kind of get some kind of through line, some kind of actual, um, you know, personal meaning from it from me, rather mm. than just kind of having abstract lines here and there. Um, but unless you have any questions, feel free, obviously, but that's all I can really think to say about it this week. Um, no, I think you've done a really good job in concisely explaining that one. With some editing. <laughs> with, yeah, with a, with a load of editing on our part. Um, yeah, no, that's a really good song this week. I like it. But you know you always say to me, like, um, you can uh, hear the band. Yeah. I can sort of hear the cues for the band in that one. Like I was saying at the beginning, you can say... Like, you can hear where that comes in. Yeah. You can hear where things drop in and out and everything, at least in my head. I think I know what you mean, actually. Yeah, it would be kind of cool to do with the band. It's, uh... Yeah, it's, uh... It would be a good one to develop at some point. Mm. It would be good. But anyway, enough of my song. Let's hear yours. Ah. Oh, he's reaching for the paper, folks. Reaching for the paper. Uh, I should warn you, this song has the stupidest title in the world. It's called... Sorry, can't talk now.
sorry, excuse me. That song in the bridge exceeds my range quite a bit. Like, I can normally manage around... Which are E and F. Um, I have to go up to uh, A flat in the bridge of that one, so that's why it's a bit... I'm in control. You you sang it well though, and that in the I sang it in like that a sort dying of, monster. In that sort of Dave Grohl screamed way, you know how he does. Yes. With those top notes, it sounds good. I I only wish I could scream like Dave Grohl. That would be good. Uh, but yeah, this was another late written one. Uh, long story short, at work this week I had to change a load of my hours, which meant the only day I had to write again was uh, Sunday. Um, but it actually started off, I actually had that first bit. I had that bit first mm -hmm. on uh, the Monday, actually. Yeah. And the way I got to that one, if I just put my guitar down for a sec, I'm going a little bit off mic for this. So the way I got to that was I was playing in the key of E flat and I was on C minor. Probably hear some lovely artifacts in that. Um, but I started on that riff playing C minor and then E flat in the left hand, so it sounds. And then moving that up to A flat by transitioning through the G, so. So that's how I got to that bit, uh -huh. which was then a pain in the ass to transfer over to guitar because uh, C minor is not the best of chords to play anyway when you play guitar, and then when you've got to get mm. you know different bass notes into it, and you're gonna move around. Exactly. Hard, yeah. But you did a good job. It's it's a very like you've been doing this quite a lot this season where you like you'll mix like a chordy song with a riffy song. And like combine them so they suit the vocal melody. It's really good writing. Well, the vocal melody isn't really anything special. It's literally just that movement, like a. Yeah, it's very much a weird one for me to sing because a lot of it is ranged lower. So you get to the each night I waste away. But then when you get to things like even that, I know I will never change. That ends on a G, which again is like difficult for me to sing mm. properly. So when you get to the, I know that I'll never change. But yeah, going into uh, the Sunday, uh, again going into work with my guitar and everything. All I had was a da 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 bit. So I just uh, was trying to find other chords, and I thought that that bit the. Uh, would end up being my main verse. Right. Which ended up being the pre-chorus, and I thought the... would have ended up being the pre-chorus, which ended up sort of being the end of the chorus. Right. If that makes sense. It does, yeah. It's really weird when that happens, isn't it? Yeah. Like parts sort of mentally rearranging your head, but that's... Uh... Uh, not too much to that, so that each night I waste away it's just E flat down to D on the bass and then back up E flat D bass E flat F minor A flat B flat 
and then the vocal melody just uh, melody melody just sort of follows that, and then. God, that's great. That part there is. Well, it's great. Not, it's nothing too special. It's just a major third in the G, to C minor, to B flat over D, to E flat, and then up to the major third with E flat F G. Not only has it got a nice feel to the chord progression there in that part particularly, but also the fact that I, I envy this a little bit actually, the fact that you write melodies that move with a fast succession of chords is something I would like to do more of myself and I think it sounds really good. That's because I can't be asked to write melodies so I just write loads of chords. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, pick the notes from the chords. Well, it's not too much of a distinct melody this one, it just rises with every notes. So it's just mm -hmm. B, C, D, E flat, F flat, F, G. Kind of sort of like the chords are doing. Well, I mean, you could take apart anyone's melody like that and just go, you know, this is yeah. the sequence of notes underneath these chords. Yeah. But it's sort of informed by the chords rather than the chords being informed by the melody, which is kind of odd, like they've both happened separately this week. Your chords were sort of informed by your original melody. That's true, actually, yeah. Whereas my melody is basically just the easiest uh, sort of path through the chords, or mm. the path of least resistance. And then the only other two sections musically on this one were just the pre-chorus bit, uh, sorry, the bridge bit. Uh, the I am in control. That is so hard to sing. Um, but uh, yeah, that's just A flat, F minor and G. Mm -hmm. Just repeating around like that for a few points because oddly enough a flat doesn't feature much in this song so when you go there it's it turns out randomly to be quite a change of pace for the whole thing yeah. most of it's based around c minor e flat g and sometimes b flat but f flat it is in there in the pat but only as a passing chord on the It's that second to last chord there, mm -hmm. so it feels a bit odd or a bit new when you go to the... It's good considered writing, knowing like, I haven't touched this note very much and now I'm going to. That's really it's, smart. It's less considered, more, oh, that's why that works. Yeah. <laughs> um, then the only other bit worth talking about is the... That sort of bit, uh -huh. which is just G, F, E flat, D. Uh, which, uh, you know, it's just part of the scale, moving down. Uh -huh. And then I was debating, because it goes into chords at the end, so I was debating having either a melody over it, and then that didn't work, so I thought, why don't I have them all major chords? So, mm. It doesn't quite work for me. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. So that's why the they're all major except for F, which goes to a minor. It's hard to play, it looks like. It's it is like a, bit a fast tricky. sequence of stuff. Well, it's trying to get your. trying to move chord and reposition your fingers at the same time. Which most proper guitar players can do like quite easily, but I can't, so. But it sort of hits me as sort of almost. like. sort of a stilted formality to it, almost. Yeah. Like it feels. Uh, in inverted commas, proper. 
how do you mean? I'm not sure I understand. Well, like, um, the only thing I can sort of compare it to is, you know, that Guitar Moves video, which we should probably link to, uh, with Josh Homme, where he talks about the way he plays. Oh, yeah. And uh, he sort of talks like, oh, when I do soloing like this, it's almost like curtsying with music. Yeah, yeah. That's what it sort of feels formal. Yeah, okay, I get what you mean. Yeah, we will link to that in the description, so uh, have a look below. But um, just just in terms of how those chords sound with each other, not necessarily in terms of like it suddenly become like a waltz or anything. No, no, no. I completely understand. Having now you reference that video, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, formal. Yeah, Yeah, it's like a sort of stilted properness. Yeah, exactly. It's it's really weird how it kind of conjures up those those images, isn't it? Yeah, but then that's basically all there is to say about the music. Lyrics, lyrics. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just about not having enough time on your hands. That's, that's <laughs> so you wrote it on Sunday. It's about not having good yeah, time. Yeah, again, that, that sort of fed into it a little bit. But uh, yeah, there's nothing really clever to say about anything. It's all very surface level. The only bit I sort of tried to put any sort of artsy little bit into it, um, in inverted commas. Uh, in the first verse, in the first... I've got one of those beautiful droning voices. Everyone's probably drifted off to sleep now. This is why, yeah, we, get so, yeah. this is why we get so many listeners. People just put us on waiting for my bit as we go off to bed. Um, as we go off to bed, Roger, you and I. Um, <laughs> but there's a bit in the... You fool. <laughs> um, but there's a bit in the first verse on the third line. I run and never walk and I stumble as I talk, which I just wrote because That's it... Good. it rhymed and it sort of sounded nice but then I realised I sort of I run and never walk is always like in those head scratches it's like a river thing yeah I've got I I run and never walk I've got a mouth and never talk all of that bollocks Um, so in the same point on the uh, next verse I put like a river running free precisely in the same point that clue is there that's Uh the only bit of inverted uh, commas cleverness that's in there. I, I like thought, it. Oh well, well, I've referenced that anyway. I just might as well parody it now. Yeah. And then uh, the reason it's called uh, "Sorry Can't Talk Now" is because I was going to call it "Sorry Mustache" because that's something the Fifth Doctor used to say a lot whenever he's in a bit of a hurry. Uh huh. But it didn't feel quite right for the tone of the song, so I changed it to "Sorry Can't Talk Now." I think that fits the idea of it being like about not having enough time. Yeah. Much better than yeah the other one. Yeah, and that's all there is to say. But I would love to do like a proper written out lyric thing one day and have like loads of clever little references in it and dissect it properly. But uh, no, that's a, that's about all I have to say for that one. It's this good. Week. It's it's a really really good song, and it's one of those ones that's going to be a band song at some point. Thank you. Especially that ending. <laughs> well, I was just thinking like, uh, I just want to have like at least another section of this, like. Um, because we were talking about Muse a lot off podcast um, last week, and it just got me thinking of hysteria. Like, uh, you've got sections to it, like the... the uh, all that sort of riff stuff. And then... But I want it now, I want it now. I seem to lose control. All that sort of stuff. But then you have... And it only features twice, a section going into a bridge. The... Uh, And something similar happens on a song of theirs called Panic Station, where you have it just before a solo or a bridge, yeah, and then only again at the end. Yeah. So I thought, well, I'll try and copy Muse then. <laughs> it's a cool thing to do, to have something that, like, 
is only re- reintroduced sometimes along the timeline of a song. Yeah, it's a bit generic, that version of it there, but then it's like something for a band to do. Yeah, exactly. And then if nothing else, you can put like a solo on the top of it and say, oh yeah, this is our chance to show off or give the drummer a cool rhythm to do or yeah, uh, tell the singer, go nuts, stream of consciousness, whatever note you like. No, never tell a singer to do that. That's, very <laughs> yeah, bad. that's, that's a very bad idea. That's bad news bears. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'd love to hear that developed at some point. Sounds really good. Fantastic, thank you. Yeah, and I keep having those moments too where I'm like, we're talking, and then I just go... How the hell do I continue on from there? Not even that, I just look off and then I go... <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> Essentially what's happening is he's having a movie of his life moment where like... Uh, you know when they're doing a biopic or someone and they're about to have an inspired decision and everything drowns out and some stirring music happens and they look off into middle distance and then you know you sort of see the idea like a that's it I'll put peanuts in butter or um something stupid <laughs> or something stupid that's the like title. that <laughs> they'll do something stupid like that and then <laughs> so I'll put peanuts in butter I'll put brakes on cars <laughs> <laughs> up until now they've just been Every car is just off, still driving. Yeah. I know. I'll put some cloth on my head and I'll call it a hat. I'll call it religion. <laughs> Sounds like I've got an opinion on that or something. I don't. I know, well, I've got a great idea. Huh? So, you've got an idea. Let's I've got go an with idea. That. Let's put fur on animals. Let's take the fur off animals and then put the fur on us. <laughs> Controversial. But you know what I mean, like, that, those moments where, like, um, you know, you can sometimes hear in the background, like, Roger, Roger. And you go, oh, sorry? Yeah. And then it and all, be the a, reverb goes. Yeah, and then you go snap back to a nice dry recorded microphone and everything. I gotta love a nice dry recorded microphone. I know, but we just don't have enough of them these days. Go on, it's cold outside, put the heater on. What I love about you when you do that, you scrunch your face up, to, <laughs> almost like a face of sexual pleasure. It's really fucking weird. It's like I I don't know whether to continue down that route or just try and sort of coach you back into normality because it is a bit of a weird one. <laughs> so that's it for the weekly song podcast this week. Cheers very much for listening. If you like what you've heard, please leave us a comment or leave us a five star review on iTunes or leave us a no star review because we've been absolute idiots this week. And if you wanted to get in contact with us or you just uh, wanted to leave a longer message for us or maybe even send us in a song that you've written in a week, get in contact with us at weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com. Where can they find you on the internets, Roger? You can find me at www.rogerheathers.com and also uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that, at Roger Heathers. You've also got a SoundCloud on here as well, which is probably in our descriptions as well, isn't it? I've also got a SoundCloud here as well, which is probably on our descriptions. Cool, fantastic. Um, where can they at- find you? Sorry? Sorry, where can they find you? Oh, where the- can they find me? Where the- can they find me? They can find me on uh, SoundCloud. Again, it's probably in the description, but just search yeah. Declan Kitchener. So, Deck like Anton Deck, and uh, Kitchener, like that guy from the poster. Uh, yeah, so we will see you next week with more weekly songs, more banter, and probably less madness, hopefully. Yes. Uh, yeah, see you next week then. Ta-ra! Ta-ra! Hardly a fun listening experience. Quick, reach the kitchen!
little in-joke there for fans of the podcast. Go back to episode three, four, five, whatever that is. I think episode seven, actually. Ew. Ew. Some bloody boy. Some bloody boy. <laughs> Sorry, I was just eating out by ant. <laughs> oh, God, this is fucking cold. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> just licking his cable. <laughs> That's what I like to call it. <laughs> a cable. He can toss without a cable altogether, lucky him. Um, um, well, I've been at work drinking coffee all day. Ah. Share. I've been in my car drinking energy drink and trying not to crash. In both senses of the word. <laughs> you know, I was just about to say. M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. Oi! <laughs> no. I've not, I haven't got my head in the game today. Get your, get your head in the game. I hate that film so much. What film was that? Uh, it's from High School Musical. I like that. We're breaking free. That song, that's good. No, it's not. It is. It's got that's a... it, I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> Just over that. <laughs> It'd be funny if it ended like that. Yeah. Not even thank you for listening. Just I thought it was good. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. You've actually been a songwriting podcast for once. And he is trying to tap on a nylon guitar. I say he's doing a better job of it than I do on a regular electric guitar, so. Wait, you, you normally do the wrapping up, don't you? Yeah, this is my one bit of responsibility on the show. Pressure's on! Yeah. The hell are you. I could. If you're not careful and you show me the rip bit, I could see straight into your ball sack there. <laughs> there we go. Now I can't see your gentleman relish. Um, um, I think the reason <laughs> I'm feeling weird this week is because I got my cable out for the entire podcast. You've got your... Cable out. I beg your pardon? 